podcast is very strange. They, they talk about some things and they talk about gender everything is neutrality. And then they're talking about Lord of the Rings and how it all ties in. You know, it's, always, it's just always going to tie it's in. It's always going you to be what? there. Just accept it now. If you're listening, just accept it now. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow there's always going to be. We're just going to go there. Lord of the Rings. It's, it's going to be just. St. Anne is married to the largest stool at Barstool, and um, <laughs> I just lost it. How's your night going? Oh, there. Uh, my night's going well. I'm battling this. You know, anytime you have dental work, your mouth kind of feels like it shifts, and you're battling it a little bit. So that's my, that's my latest crutch of, of an issue. So if you fell asleep on the couch right now and the boys came over and drew something on your cheek, <laughs> you wouldn't feel it? You know, the Novocaine has gone off. It's just that, like, you know, when they do something and they your tooth just becomes a slightly different shape or right. something. It's just like You're that. Like in there. Yeah, it's just weird. It's a weird, it's a weird feeling. So I'm going to try not to trip all over my, my own mouth. Well, I didn't have the dentist today, but we, uh, we had an interesting night. My daughter decided to give the dog a bath, but she didn't let him out before she gave him his bath. So she sang her heart out to him and he came downstairs. And you know, when a dog comes out of the bath, they're all fluffy and fuzzy and they're running around the house. Look at me, look at me, look at me. So that's what he was doing. And everybody, every, you know, my three kids and my husband, are all sitting there and we're like, Wee! making him feel good about himself. Just as he just like, you know, gets into that crouching position and just drops the biggest one right on my kitchen floor. And it's pouring out. So, I mean, I get it, but it's <laughs> so, so now he threw up earlier. <laughs> I don't know what he ate, but it, and, you know, Finnegan's yelling, Oh, ew, the dog just threw up. So I said, I got it. I got it. I got it. Large was cooking. So I said, I got it. I'll clean it up. I clean it up. I get done. This, you know, we have dinner, we sit down on the couch, the dog now, he does this. So just out of reflex, 
I said, oh, you got this one. And then I'm like, oh, but he cooked dinner. I, you know, no, I should get this one. So I get up and he's like, no, no, I got it. I got it. You did. You got the last one. So now it's like a little bit of the guilt trip. Marge has is a gag reflex. He oh. can't. <laughs> so he's sitting there. He's like, I go, I got it. Oh. <laughs> he's gagging in the bathroom now trying to get this thing down the toilet. He's gagging. He's making himself sick. And my dog, I can't, oh, I can't do this. She's dying because she's now hearing him. She's like, oh my God, I can't listen to daddy do that. I, I got to leave. She goes down the hall into back into the kitchen where the Windex hasn't kicked in yet. This like covering the smell and getting it out of there. Yeah. That sets off her gag reflex again, which sets off Finn yelling, you know, why are you doing that? So he comes in to investigate. He's like, oh my, oh my God. <laughs> it was like a Monty Python scene in my house. Oh, it reminds me of two. It reminds me of two things that that scene in um, is it bridesmaids? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Where it was just uh, an unfortunate mess of you know contained in this room, and then it also reminded me of that video that's been out for years now where the new father is trying to change the diaper and he's doing it and he's like yeah. looking away and he's like gagging like oh that my. was that was large every single time I mean he was very good about changing diapers and doing stuff like he was very hands-on it would set off his gag reflex <laughs> and it was just I mean today it was really really gross and I guess when it's raining the dog you know even though you put them out back and you leave them out there because it was only 50 degrees right he still didn't I guess he still didn't do his business and he waited to do his business um, after he really felt good about himself. And but it just was so funny. We're talking about how our nights went. Oh, it's always, it's always something. It always. really is. Oh, especially being a parent. It's always something to deal with. Yeah. And uh, I, I know that you saw this. I think uh, Twitter saw it and everybody else saw it, but the are we whole... talking about Kate Hudson? Yes, we are going to talk about Kate Hudson. So Kate Hudson decides that she's going to give parenting advice. She has two sons and she is a new parent of a daughter who's three months old. And she feels that she, does, she should raise them. What did she say? She's going to raise them with a genderless approach. I think yeah, gender neutral or genderless regardless like a genderless approach we still don't know what she's going to identify as that was that was her quote i think you just raise your kids individually regardless like a genderless approach we still don't know what she's going to identify as when did it become you know when when are little boys not little boys and little girls not little girls i mean my my sons when they were born i i, I mean i got gifts and i put the gifts on them and that, that was it. Like, I didn't sit there and, and force footballs or basketballs and, you know, but I, I don't know. I think, I think that's what's fundamentally wrong with our world today. You know, yes, I agree with what she said. You raise your kids individually. But her reasonings, her reasons are all wrong. You don't raise your kids individually because of what they're going to identify as. You raise them individually because they all they learn differently. Every kid is different. Every person is different. 
You know, people learn in different ways all the time. That's how you get them to know right from wrong. And, you know, they have to function in society as they get older. And there's so many different people with different ideas and opinions that they have to learn how to deal with those people. So yes, you do have to raise them individually, but not because of what they're going to identify as, as a boy or a girl. I mean, I have two boys and they mostly wore white as did my girl for the first six months, but I didn't shove sports down either of their throat, any of their throats, nor did I shove dolls. And I mean, they all chose their, their identities on their own, but you know, and then at one point Bridget came in with a football swaddled in a blanket and she's like, oh, my baby. And, you know, we looked at each other and we were like, oh, I guess we should buy her dolls. <laughs> yeah. But I really didn't buy them anything specific. You know, I mean, Large went out the next day and bought her a little kitchen set and a purse. And that's who she identified as. But I think you raise kids as people and what they become, who they form into, that's decided later on. You know, you just got to give them a solid foundation by 10. Right. That's, you know, you, you, you got to support them and no matter what their interests are, but you can't kind of pretend they don't have an identity. I look at this, the stuff and I, I looked at the, I looked at her interview. Uh, yeah. They're asking her all the basic questions and, you know, she talked about weight and losing weight after a third child, although she's, you know, naturally, you know, fairly thin, but everyone's body is, you know, their own and she has goals and she's talking about her line of leggings and she has a couple other things that she talks about. And then there was this whole, like, so did your mom give you any advice on how to raise a daughter? Um, you know, because you were the only girl and, you know, and she's, your daughter's the only girl. And she was like, no, I, I lived it. I was the daughter. Like I know how to, you know, to be raised. And they kept asking her questions and she, how she answered them was sort of like, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell her she can't do something, but she's, but then the terms that are now being used as the political correctness, the not gender assigning, you know, allowing the child to grow up and then make a decision once they're an adult and fully understand gender. Um, I, you know, she used some of that, but I don't, I don't know if she was really trying to go there, but I think it it's become a part of, our vocabulary and probably especially in, in like someone like in her world. And I, I just kind of go, you know, this is, this is a weird thing to, to be like, I don't know what she's going to be. And then go on and talk to talk about her as a, she, a, her, a daughter, which then, which is probably my bigger point, the hilarity of people getting outraged online because not not because she said all the gender neutral stuff they're mad she didn't take it further oh god yeah, i think people just want a reason to complain they just want a reason to be difficult it's For, so it's bad to be a little girl or why is it bad to be a little boy you're born a little girl you're born born a little boy just be happy you had a healthy kid right whatever it becomes let it become that on its own stop right you know if, if you dress it in dresses and it and the kid doesn't like being put in dresses, guess what? You're going to pants. Yeah. And 
going to be days when you, the kid only wants dresses and that's all you buy. And then she wakes up and says, I'm not putting that on. And then what, all of a sudden you're going to think she's identifying as a boy because she doesn't want to wear the dresses anymore. No, she's being difficult because she's three. Yeah. I think people forget that kids are kids and they shouldn't have that much of a say in things. You know, I, I like tradition. I think people are trying to get away from tradition way too easily. And, you know, they want to take statues down. They want to, they want to cover art. They want to pretend history didn't happen. Well, there's a reason why the phrase history repeats itself is in existence. It's because people, they, they try to push things away and act like it didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, guess what? We find ourselves in that same boat again. It's, it's crazy. So, you know. Yeah, it's, it is, it is a little strange to have this, this incredible push to, I feel like it's almost taking away their, their childhood and being able to, you know, have that, like those friendships with, with other boys. Like there are people who take it to an extreme. Like I will not let my son dress in anything that would identify him as a boy. It's very, you know, super neutral. I, you know, I don't know how you really do that. But, you know, so super neutral and we, you know, have to have equal toys and I don't want them playing with somebody who is, you know, a boy's boy. Like you, you hear about this, like, you know, I, they can't just go play cars. Oh no, because I'm not going to let my son go play with this boy or I'm not going to let my child non-gender <laughs> identified go play with this child that identifies or has been forced to identify as a boy what happens when puberty hits and then all of a sudden they've been raised to be gender neutral and then all of a sudden she's like got these raging hormones or he has these raging hormones now they have no idea what to do because they're like well what do i identify it with should i like they're trying to push this thing down because they're like well maybe i'm a girl like i i, I don't know i was always a tomboy Always, right. always, always a tomboy. I was a tomboy in dresses and pearls. Like I would be the one that was in a tree. I climbed it the fastest and I would have the dirtiest dress on, but I still had my nails done. I mean, they were chipped, but they, my nails were still done. Like I was a tomboy through and through, except for the fact that I liked to dress girly. Right. And I always, it was always me and like the five guys would go to the movies or we would go to Great Adventure or, and then, you know, and I was a great wingman. You know, you, as we got older and they, we, they started dating and we, I started dating. It was, you know, I was a great wingman. Like they would have a, a I would make friends where I would go, everywhere I would go. So, you know, it's people, I think sometimes just want to be difficult and they try to make, they like controversy. I was reading on Facebook today. You ever give these local Facebook uh, groups, you know, like they just do the zip code or they just do the village that you live in. Some woman was venting about how her two kids were walking home from school and a German shepherd came out and, and worked at them and harassed them. And the dog was acting like it was saying, but the kids were terrified and they'll never be the same again. And then, you know, being that it's a village thing, like a, a town thing, everybody else starts weighing in. And right away, the one person says, well, I don't think it's that it's an irresponsible pet owner. I mean, it's a dog. Dogs get out. Like, I don't think the dog was let out to terrorize your kids. I think it was probably a family pet that, you know, Maybe the mom had a stomach flu and, and the door got open. Like, I mean, it happens. Your children didn't get bit. 
I mean, everybody jumped on this person like she was the worst person in the world and that every dog should be put down. And I'm thinking, my God, I wanted to weigh in so bad and just start causing problems just because I like to like create yeah. my thing. You know, I've done it on Twitter a couple times. I've had you? to <laughs> But, um, but Saint Anne. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, and, um, like, I just, I just wanted to start messing with people. And I just, I said, I'm just going to delete. I just, I'm not going to look anymore. But they really did just want a platform to bitch. They want to complain about everything. And I think people just need to stop being difficult. Let boys be boys, girls be girls. And if you're not sure what you are, just let them be that kid that doesn't know what they are. Like, they don't have to start telling everybody else. They have to stop being who they are. And yeah. that's the biggest problem for me. Stop being who you are and be something you're not. When yeah. does that okay? I don't know. There's, there's two, two things, like kind of two totally different things. One is um, people are so programmed now. People our age, people younger than us uh, especially, they have to know what's happening, react to the story, have a take, get the likes, get the attention. And that's, that's what's driving these people. They, they get on and they, they want to have the most outland, you know, the, the most extreme view so that it gets pointed out. It gets the attention from, you know, somewhere else it gets picked up and man, that, that is what drives people and they don't get any positive like what happened to the natural positive, re, you know, and reinforcement that we used to get in a, in a different life pre, you know, internet. And this is what they do and, and they do it and it goes through professionals. It goes to the, you know, to the celebrities who were calling for oh, the kid. I, I don't know the kid over the weekend. It was immediate. They didn't know the story. They knew one aspect of a video. Now, yeah, was that smug? I, I looked at that and I thought, if my sons looked like that at a leader, I would, regardless of the story, I would still want to be like, hey, you're I want you. 100%. We spoke about this on Barbara yeah. Stores on Monday. And from Cons uh, and I both agree, from a parenting perspective, if my kid ever had that smug look at an adult, I would, I would wipe it right off with instantly, whether I agreed with the adult or not. Right. But the but. whole story had not come out. And people with power were calling to rip this kid's life to shreds. You are 100% correct. And I'm not... I'm not, you know, I don't identify with that, with those kids or anything. I, I, you know, I probably very politically different, but I do not, do not like the mob mentality, the mob thinking, my God, we, this is so like, absolutely, absolutely ridiculous that this is, you know, this is happening. The other thing is the mob mentality has taken over and we're, I think it seems like we're slowly trying to take away individuality with this this concept of the gender neutral because how do, how do, how, you know what? you can't stop sex 
Right. So, <laughs> so this is why anywhere that, that that instant like that magnetism that's not going anywhere. So that, that's going to really backfire when someone gets pregnant. <laughs> it's sort of like this. It's like you sit a three year old down, and you and you put their lunch and you've got their fruit and you've got their you know their little sandwich that they got cut down so it's not gonna you know got the little things that they can eat and they can control and they've got their their cup with the with the lid that won't spill when they like knock it over 15 times you know all of that stuff right and they don't they don't want the blue cup now they want the red cup and they they don't want this and you put on the wrong show for them to listen to while you know or whatever it is or something you got I, it's the wrong spoon it's the wrong character it's the wrong this i will tell you this i've never met a 3 year old a newborn anybody under the age of i don't know 8 10 that is wondering what sex they're going to identify as I agree at that age. So why they should have a say because they, they're children. I don't think they should have a say. You're wearing this, you're right. wearing that. And if it, at some point, if it doesn't feel right, I'm going to know because right. I'm an adult. You're not going to know what that means. Right. I'm going to know what it means. And I'm going to recognize that because I'm intelligent. I'm an adult and I'm going to figure out a way to work through whatever changes have to be made and we're going to do it seamlessly and we're going to do it in a way that keeps you mentally stable. I think a lot of people don't, they just want to right away have a problem so they could talk about it to your point. They just want to put it on something that way they can get clicks and likes. It's like instant gratification. They just want a reason to feel important. They don't want to work at it on their own. They're going to, they're going to make an issue. Right. Um, there's, there's another thing is we will, we will inform our children of something being wrong that isn't necessarily wrong, but from an adult's point of view, they'll get what the bigger meaning is, or they'll see something in it that the child will never see at that age. It won't process with them. It they oh, won't understand, you know? Yeah, they have a, so, it's a perspective that they just, that comes with experience. Right. So I, there was this show some comedy show. I was very small for we I think we were in San Francisco. So when um, my mom told me I was not allowed to watch a show anymore. And I did not know why. And she had she told my very conservative mother. If you if this is your first podcast, by the way, I have a very conservative mother. <laughs> um, and she told me, I was not allowed to watch this show anymore because the actress lived with her boyfriend. I was four. I didn't know anything about the actress. All I knew her name on TV was, uh, you know, whatever it was, you know, Jan, I'll just put out there. I have no idea. I can't even remember what it was, but you know, Jan makes me laugh because she's on the show. And that's all I know is I 30 minutes a week, the show comes on whatever. But my mom reads the newspaper and, he, you know, the actress that plays Jan, who lives with her boyfriend. Right, right. My mom loses her mind. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. You cannot watch that filth. That's right. We weren't allowed to watch Too Close for Comfort because one of the girls, the blonde, wore tight, tight sweaters and she went to Lake Tahoe with her boyfriend. 
And she was like 27 or 28. And my mom was like, oh, it's just too suggestive. I'm not putting leaving that on. This is the thing. We, I would and not now, have- I watch, I watch, But I watch Modern Family with my kids. You know, I mean, it's, it's, and I feel like I'm conservative. I feel like I'm the, one of the stricter parents in my town. I mean, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the strictest, I'd say most people in my neighborhood would put Large and I in the top, you know, nine, 10 category. We are super strict with our kids. And I don't even feel like compared to my mother's standards that, you know, my, if I'm, if I'm a nine, 10, my mom was like a 30 until I hit a certain age. <laughs> it was like, same as yours. Like they were, yeah, it's a whole different world. It's it's the weird thing though of the parents' view, the adult view, looking at things through adult eyes and experience, and then projecting that onto someone who just wants the red cup and not the blue cup at lunchtime. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, why are you going through all of this? Like, do you really have to go through all of you know, everything that you're, you know, all of this stuff. And, and that's, what's just so, so different. Like, you know, kids can't be kids. Yeah. Did we need to have a, a absolute change in how people are, you know, treated when they realize, Hey, I'm, I, I'm not going to, you know, sorry, mom, I'm not going to grow up and marry, you know, marry a guy. I'm, you know, I'm just, that's not, you know, or whatever, or what, you know, that talk people, people are still in the closet. People are still afraid to tell, even though we've really come a long way. Right. Um, so many people that are, even though there is a, most people are on social media, there's a ton of people that aren't. You talk about kids with identities, gender identities. I remember when um, my daughter was, I guess she was about three or four and, um, we were watching her and she comes in and she's got the little little purse over her shoulder. She has one of my purses and one of my pairs of shoes on and she's walking around. And like, we had this real deep conversation about how heartbreaking it has to be for situations where there is an, a, an identity crisis because you cannot change what somebody is. I don't care. And that's just my opinion. I'm, and somebody else might have a completely, you know, oh, pray the gay away. I don't know. I don't believe it. Right. I, I saw my little girl walk into that room and I'm, you know, she, we, it was unprompted. It was, it was just completely random. And she didn't know we were watching her and she's got my purse over her and she's sashing around and she's pretending that she's, and she's so naturally feminine and she's so you know, she has a type already at eight, you know, I can see that she kind of, she has a type of a guy that I can tell that she like, and it may be when she's 27 and allowed to date, she might go the complete opposite way. Like I'll come, I'll remember back 20 years or later and I'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, or I might be completely wrong, but you know, I can kind of tell like who she flirts with when she's around different parents, like, and who she kind of like, you know, that's her eyes at, or like, you know, it's all fidgety with, but you know, large numbers saying like, wow, she's just so naturally feminine. It's gotta be incredibly difficult for somebody who isn't so just naturally they're comfortable in their own skin. So there's no way you can tell me that you're just going to change that. That's going to happen on their own, on right. its own. And my 
I have two boys. They're both masculine. They both, have, you know, like them, but one is very sports. One isn't, you know, that doesn't mean that one is more straight than the other. Like it means absolutely nothing except he knows what he is. He, he like knows they know what they like. They know what they're into and so be it. I think that there's so, it's so common for people to identify with who they are. I don't think it's common for people to not. So why generalize? Just allow people to, allow your kids to be kids. Let them just all be kids. Like you said, they were, they're just rushing to make them grow up. They don't want them to be children anymore. It's so sad. It's such a thing because childhood is so much fun. Right. And I think they think that they, what they're doing is they're, they're giving their child their childhood because they're, they're not assigning it or whatever. It's like, no, I mean, I don't have to tell my son to go here, play with, you know, trucks, trains, and, you know, and, and these blue, you know, toys and none of these, like, you just need to be open. Like what needs to change is, is not necessarily how you talk you know, about them or how you relate to them, but in, in the, um, the gender role, but just if they do, I want to take, you know, like I've known guys who asked if they could play musical instrument, something comes home from school. I want to play a musical instrument and you've got an ultra like macho guy in the house and, and maybe even a mom to go with it no way we're not having no way no no we're not having a band geek in our house and it's just it's crazy it's wild and it's like okay and so mom would take her bra off and throw it at, at a as a, at like bon jovi the way i did when i was right, yeah. but i'm just saying like you know like <laughs> but you know but this is the like to me. It's, it's crazy to me but could we like could we just work on the people who really do need to 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 have their their minds opened and have the lessons about how to treat others and it doesn't have to go all the way so like it's like to make any type of progress we have to make this seismic change that is so far to the left so far to the right or or wherever what direction that there has there seems to need to be a correction like is a correction like they want to be it's it's too much it, they, they get too much out of being um, argumentative, I think. Right. And then, and then what happens, like you, you were mentioning, I was going to bring this up to more kind of more or less is what happens when they do hit puberty and a girl has been raised so junior um, gender neutral, she's not ready for, Imagine you know, her chest. Beautiful, and she's not pretty, and she's not, oh, your nails look beautiful. Oh, your right. hair, oh, I love the glitter. And and for the record, there are many girls that just because, I get it, there are plenty of girls who are lesbians, and they know very early on, but they like glitter. They like to have their nails painted. They like to be fussed over, too. Absolutely. I mean, away, you know, or, you know, and same thing with little boys. They, like, my, I remember one of my sons, getting his nails done and his hair done by my niece when he was little, little. And, you know, Lars, like, what do you, what is, you know, so what, what's going on here? And I'm like, he's having a ball. He's like, hold on a second. And he went and sat down next to my son. He said to my niece, you know, Amanda, I'm next. 
you know, because it feels good. Like just because right. you're a boy and you like sports and you like to have, you know, a wrestling match and pretend that one of you is CM Punk and the other one is Kane doesn't mean that you don't like your nails done and right. you don't to be wrapped up in a soft blanket and have somebody playing with your hair. I mean, a, a masculine guy, in my opinion, who is comfortable with playing sport, doing it all. It doesn't just mean being being a guy is not just rough and rowdy. It's that's not just what a guy is. There are guys out there who are sensitive, who cry, who can have a tea party and who can do you know, they do anything they're, they're not homophobic. The most macho man is not homophobic because he's secure. Confidence, secure in themselves, you know, secure in other people that they can sit there and listen to what somebody else says and not feel that they're going to be so um, malleable that they're going to all of a sudden take on that person's opinion because they're weak. No, um, I, I think a man is somebody, and a woman, uh, and a woman, is somebody who can do both. Like I am, is somebody who is confident that can take on an opportunity to hear what somebody else says or thinks and not be so easily changed. And I think these people just are always out to change somebody else's mind. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. Follow what I do. And if you don't do, then you're raising your child to be a, you know, is a masochist who's going to run into a bank and shoot everybody up. I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy that. I think, you know, kids aren't hugged as much as they should be. Stop worrying about what gender your kid identifies as and just hug them more often. You know, uh, that's just my opinion. And then you're probably sick of hearing it at this point. No, no, you, you mentioned a couple things. Um, one is uh, you uh, said something about rough and rowdy with men and um, it just as a Barstool fan and no, we are not a Barstool podcast. I do want to remind people that rough and rowdy will be on uh uh, going on next week, right before the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, That's right. That's right. So and we're rooting for, if I can say, we're rooting for the $20 chef. Absolutely. We're going for Sean. Oh, yeah, Sean. Oh, the big homie. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'll be cheering him on. And we both like boxing. We'll, we'll have to do a boxing podcast because we, um, when we have large both, yeah when we have a large one we we both you know watch a lot of boxing uh, around the same time you guys stuck with it a lot longer than I did um I just had you know other stuff going on and they have the ability but oh man it's so great and I, I listened to the Rogan podcast with Mike Tyson which oh, I shared with you oh my god that was just uh it's so great just to hear the and and to see him come from this ultra you know, situation of needing to be masculine and needing to, you know, fight his way out of a situation. Now he's just like, I don't want anything to do with boxing. Like, I don't want, I just want, he's like, peace, love, and chill. Yeah. He can't <laughs> even very... work out because his ego gets in the way. Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan let him talk. Yeah. And he was... let him go. And Mike Tyson had mentioned how people used to just come up to him and they would just start talking to him and they'd be like, you know, Mike, let me take a picture with you. Mike this, Mike that. And he used to be like, you know, get off me. Like, what? who are you? And blah, blah. And he got used to it as he got more and more famous and this and that. I guess he got more comfortable with it. Yeah. But I, I would have been terrified. 
I would have never gone up to Mike Tyson and I would have, I mean, I would have wanted to. And I could tell you right now, if I heard that he was walking down the street and I was doing something, I'd run out of a store. Hopefully I would bring the kid that I had with me and I'd leave him inside. But I would go out to the, you know, I would go and look because I would want to see everything he said or did because you never knew what he was going to say or do. So Joe Rogan has him on this podcast and he is just letting him go. And just the, the, that is the beauty of Joe Rogan, you know, and, and what just, he does. You want to hear, and that's just the beauty of Mike Tyson, because you just want to know what he's going to say. And he's saying stuff. And I'm like, I'm sitting here, actually, I was sitting there actually fixing my washing machine. Because <laughs> you're like, a well man. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, through and through. And he's talking and I'm, I'm actually like stopping. And I'm like, I find myself staring at things because I don't want to miss it. Like I'm at, if I had something to hold on to, I would have been gripping it. It was it was riveting. I was so happy that that he just let him go. You know, he was talking about his lions. Like he's like, what was I thinking? Where was my head at that I thought I could have a tiger or whatever he had? Or um, when he got into the car accident, his wife got into the car accident. Like he just very matter of factly says, you know, we're buying stuff, and she sticks her hand in my pocket and finds condoms. Like. And the spit the story is, is that he gave away the car so that he wouldn't get in trouble and his wife wouldn't lose her license. And he and I was like, everybody's focusing on that. And I'm like, she just found condoms in her, her husband's pocket. Right. <laughs> it was, it was great. I loved right. it. And then they go back and got the car. And they went back and go, yeah, give me my car back. <laughs> yeah. Give me my car back. And then he say no. I mean, honest to God, he was phenomenal to watch i mean to be was. a boxing fan when he was in that oh, yeah we were watching the fight against holyfield in my oh, brother-in-law's yeah. basement none, none of us were married yet and my sister-in-law and i were you know bah, 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 we're talking and the boys are watching the fight and everything and then all of a sudden it happened and mm-hmm. she and i looked at each other and we were like oh my god he put his ear and the boys are like Shh, stop with like the, what the fight one i'm like no, no no the fight's not gonna it's gonna stop he just bit his ear off like you know and then they were like, no, shh. And then also they came back and he's touching his ear. And then all of a sudden he goes and does it again. And she and I were like, hey, but it's like, are you watching the same fight that we're watching? Because he just bit the guy's ear. <laughs> that was, it was awesome. It was awesome. That was so much fun to grow up during those times or be, be young adults during those. Oh, so great. And you couldn't get it. Instantly. Like now you get up, you go on YouTube or you go on. No, you, you, yeah. You had to wait until they decided whether or not it was suitable for television. Like if you caught it the first time or you, you know, what do you call it? Um, they didn't have DVD, DVRs back then. If you VCR'd it, like yeah. it was going to be on, you would press play and record at the same time. So if you were one of the lucky ones who taped it, mm-hmm. you got to watch it again. But a lot of times they'd be like, uh, uh-uh, it's not suitable for television. Oh yeah. Even though it went the first time, like you would have to be like, oh my God, does anybody have a copy? Did anybody tape it? And oh, it was great. Inside. And it <laughs> was, good it, it was truly the, the appointment, um, television. Like it was the, get your friends together, get people, you know, you asked around, like you, you oh, kind of yeah, got this, job. like, Hey, who, yeah. Because, and then some of them were, you know, kind of expensive. I mean, they were over a hundred dollars, I think back in the day. So it was like, you know, Oh, pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm older than you. Pay-per-view didn't come out until maybe the 90s. 
Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when he got to that point where (laughs) it was even when he went to pay-per-view, like people were, were getting together to watch his fights. But then, then when pay-per-view happened, then it was like, okay, we, you know, our same group needs to stick together. And then we're all going to like pitch in, you know, that, you know, here, yeah, you, you bring a bag of chips and $10 and you bring a, you bring a a 12 pack of, you know, soda, you know, someone else would provide the alcohol, whatever. And $5 for a solo cup, if you want to drink. Yeah. Something (laughs) like that. But yeah. And then his journey is, is so interesting because he said that it, it almost like took, if you listen to the whole interview, like it took boxing and going through everything that he went through and that madness and that rage, and obviously his childhood was awful, um, to get away from that lifestyle, to get him the furthest from that same lifestyle. Like it was that, that was the vehicle that got him away from it. And now he's, you know, he, he mentioned how his son, um, you know, kind of said, Oh, maybe I'll, you know, I'd like to be a boxer. And then he says, okay. So he kind of like sparred with them or like, kind of like watched him. And then he, then then he just laughed and he goes, you, you don't have it. Like, it's not, and he wasn't trying to be mean to his son, but he's like, you don't have any, like the natural rage that was needed. You've been going, you've been going to private schools and you go to Europe on vacations. (laughs) You don't have the rage of your mother giving you alcohol and drugs at eight years old to make you go to sleep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When he said that, all I could think of were just my heart broke. Like, it just sunk. when And then it starts to click. Oh, Um, God, yeah. You know, like if you if you haven't heard it when, you know, a lot of us have, but he was not he, he this was not a normal you know, life for him. And that goes back to what we were just talking about with Kate Hudson. Moms should just be moms. Dad should just be dads. Just hug your kids. Stop trying to alter so many things. Like, like he was dying to just be loved, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I know I'm talking about Mike Tyson now. I'm just to be loved. But I mean, he like when he said that, you would actually hear like almost like a little boy in his voice, like coming out, like in the background, just like, you know, well, my mom, you know, no mom should ever do that to their kid. Just give them, you know, anything, drugs, alcohol, just to get him. Like he said it like, so like his, everything just changed. Right. Like, and, and you could tell that he had probably gone through years of therapy to say the word mom. Moms yeah. have such power over kids. They, and you know, so do dads. I'm not, I don't mean to, not, I'm just happy to be, I happen to identify as a mom. Oh, I do you? Oh, okay. I, I do too. <laughs> In case anybody wasn't sure, yes. I identify, I am a mother and yeah. I identify as a mother, but I just think that it, it makes me, it makes me crazy. And I think at some, and he turned toward rage, whereas one of my favorite all time singers turned the opposite. And he projected himself in a way that was amazing. And I'm talking about Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Who I absolutely <laughs> loved and adored. And um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm shifting gears because now I'm excited because I know we're going to talk about the Oscars and that's something that we were going to talk about. I know. You know, I think about people, the way people project, the way their parents 
raise them. And I know his dad wanted him to be one thing and, and identify as one thing. And he just wasn't. And the mom was just like, wasn't. You know, you're amazing. Everything you do is just going to, you're just wonderful. And, you know, so we applaud her, but, um, how pumped are you for these Oscars? Yeah. So I am like, I was going to look up to see if there was going to be a place that would like show the kind of have a, you know, like a two weeks leading up to the Academy Awards where they um, kind of reran the movies. Well, stars, a star is born is still in, in theaters, I think. Okay. I, w- I know I was going to, um, I was going to try and go see it while the kids were at school. But um, we saw today, we saw that movie Glass. It was good. I thought it, they, I thought they did okay. a really good job. But um, I like watching the people talk, like I was saying, on the red carpet. I like when the people interview them. I like watching when they pan the audience because it, toward the end of the night, they all sort of, they all start to look like I do right now. Like they kind of look a little bit and they just look like they've had enough. Like they just want to go home. Their feet are, they're not sitting up straight anymore. And by like that second hour, you're like, oh, somebody is a little human, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've always thought about that and thought, you know, I, I could probably do because I, I did some, uh, you know, some acting and, and different stage work um, once upon a time. And I liked it because you get into it, you get into the role when you're practicing, you know, when you're re- rehearsing, it's all about, you know, hitting your mark and and making sure that you know you're you're truly understanding what's happening in the moment and you're feeding off the the people on stage with you and you know and you know and all of that um i think you know an actor who does does something and they do it around their their colleagues and then around the the set people you know people who work on the set and the directors those people have to be there so they're not really an audience per se because it's it's the professional you know environment and then obviously the movies get made or the tv show gets made um but the person's not having to actually it's not you know it's not broadway i i wonder like how does somebody like me who would have crippling anxiety i i would never want to do that I would never want to walk the red carpet. Not that I have any reason to. I know, and you would, and I I just, (laughs) like, if I had to. In front of me and who was behind me. I mean, I couldn't do the stop thing and, like, back and forth where you pose and all that. Like, I don't have any desire. It's, like, my interest wouldn't be because I want people to, you know, see me, look at me, take pictures of me. That, that I don't, I mean, that doesn't even that's not even on my radar, but I would love to be nosy as to see what was going on. Like I would, when they sit there and someone has a hair crisis and then all of a sudden this woman, you know, descends upon her hair and does this thing and puts it in. Like I would love to watch somebody do that real fast or the way they fix their makeup and then scurry away like roaches when the lights come on. You know, I find the whole thing so fascinating and just fun to watch. I probably would burst out laughing watching somebody flirt for the cameras. You know, like if I saw somebody just stand there and move back and forth and put their hands in their hair and like put their hands up or make that resting bitch face or, you know, I would burst out laughing. I would be the one that was walking the red carpet with a huge smile. I wouldn't be able to, I couldn't deadpan all those people and be like, 
I could just couldn't do it. I, I would, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Maybe you could be like the new water girl that likes to go behind all those pictures and just slowly pose as stars are posing. Did you see her? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that. I would burst out laughing at every opportunity that, you know, a God forbid somebody with those heels did that walk where, remember the Victoria's Secret runway girl couldn't walk on those heels. If Ooh. I saw somebody fall, oh, forget it. I would burst out <laughs> I find, I told you like some of my, ba- my favorite things like one of my guilty pleasures. Remember last week we had a, we had a segment on guilty pleasures. Mm. Oh I, yeah, I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I do like when someone gets in trouble, like a little kid would get in trouble. I would find that funny. It would make me <laughs> So if I saw somebody have an epic fail, <laughs> like getting out of the car, you know, some, just anything stupid, I would, I would be the one who would point and laugh and make a scene. Yeah, you not intentionally. I wouldn't do it on purpose. Trying <laughs> to embarrass somebody, you know, especially not like Vigo Mortensen. Don't you just love him? Aren't you just so happy that he's up for a, a, an award? He's up for lead actor for the Green Book. Okay. I would love. I, I love him. I think he's just Aragorn. Yeah, he's he. Oh God, that was such a great movie. And I know he's so much more than that. But oh, wow. Eastern Promises when he was in that. When he, when he's, he, I love him. He's just, yeah. he's a good guy. He, I remember when he was in that movie, Daylight. Remember he was in Daylight? God, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, the, whatever the earthquake causes the, the Holland Tunnel to collapse. Oh my God, I don't think I saw that. <laughs> no, he was in it, I think, for maybe 15 seconds in the very beginning. But, you know, it's Aragorn, so it doesn't Oh, matter. right, it's Aragorn. Yeah, you know, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to have a, embarrassing geek moment here um man i know her name and it's it's uh skipping me but um you know he he was he was uh, (laughs) huh i said like i said dm or she's single yeah yeah please yeah (laughs) no um you know his heart is is with with rn and then the Oh, what is her name? Oh my gosh. This is, yeah. And what? she's, yeah, yeah. And then she's, you know, getting all her hopes up and how it, how it comes off in the movies, at least, because, uh, you know, and she just has that, like. Yeah, it's not know. happening. Yeah. And then he's just like, this, this isn't, I'm, you know, I'm being nice. Like, just because I'm nice to you doesn't mean I, I want to <laughs> sleep with you, lady. And then she's, she's got, and, and, and I was, I just had this like, very like, like very like protective, like that is not I know, I was your man. The, he belongs to her. And when Gimli says he didn't come back with them and she gets like all upset, I'm like, what are you getting so upset for? Yeah. First of all, I know that he survived. Second of all, yeah. he's speaking. Yeah. No, back, so, off. back off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely back off. I still think about it and I'm just like, ooh. I knew exactly who you were talking about too. I liked her though. I did. I like I felt bad for her because she was, you know. Right. She was like, very she strong. No choice but to go with, you know, Faramir. You know, she puts on you know everything that she needs to do to like kind of hide to get into battle so that she can you know right, ride she along actually, she could actually qualify to be a woman because she is like i am not i am no yeah. man and she just you know right 
that she could have just said, I am woman. Oh, I just get it. <laughs> I know. I, I just kind of wish she just like that part of like her, her like hopes being like that, that built up. That Maybe quickly. she identified as Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she really wasn't digging him. Maybe she was just identifying as him. She wanted to get some pointers from him. <laughs> Oh, it's saying, uh, like, you know, maybe it started all the way back then, sometime in Middle Earth. <laughs> that podcast is very strange. They, they talk about some things and they talk about gender everything is neutrality, and then they're talking about Lord of the Rings and how it all ties in. You know, it's, always, it's just always going to tie it's in. It's always going you to know be what? there. Just accept it now. If you're listening, just accept it now. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow there's always going to be. We're just going to go there. Lord of the Rings. It's going to be just in yeah. there. Eventually we'll do it subliminally and people will just catch on. We'll just start using <laughs> it. Before, but it's in there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. Yes. Um, you know, so the, the thing that I was, uh, I was influenced by the Barstool Radio, the Sirius XM, you know, show with that large is on. And they were talking about, and I need to pull up the full story. But they, the Barstool Radio in the morning, but he does Barstool Breakfast. Yeah. With Willie Cologne and Francis Ellis. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Thursday yeah. and Friday with Francis. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that show. Yeah. It's amazing. It's an amazing show. Um, um yeah, so they were they were mentioning how they were they had just read up on this potential mass shooter who had posted i believe on facebook ew and then um, he was he he posted that he was going to kill women because he was angry that he was uh, mid to late 20s and he was still a virgin and nobody had wanted to date him and all of this and that he he went into uh threats to kill women that's and this has happened before do you remember the case where the where the guy killed women but he beforehand he recorded the you know they wouldn't date me they wouldn't i do remember um, that who was that um, well, this one was the one that just got posted to Facebook about um, he was going to shoot women um, because he was upset that he was still a virgin. But then there was one years ago where the guy, did he use his car? I don't know. I forgot what that was. You know, I'm looking for this article that you're talking about. And as I flip through, I see a face that I recognize. Not because I know the guy. I don't mean his face. It sounds like, how do you recognize this guy? But did you hear about this nurse, this nurse that impregnated this woman in Arizona? Yes, she's... Holy um, crap! I, she's I mean, um, she in a coma or she's something, right? She's been in a coma since like the early 90s. Yeah. 
and then they were and like, "What? She's pregnant. She's she's in a she's been in a yeah. Are you allowed to say vegetative state? I don't know what they call it anymore. I, you know, I'm, we're, I yeah, I'm not sure what the what the what her exact medical term is. Responsive. Right. She last so right. many decades, and all of a sudden she starts moaning, and they don't know why, and they figure out she she gives birth to a healthy baby boy. I mean. Right. I mean, so now what are people start saying? Like, uh, my organs can go to whomever if I become brain dead. But also, if you keep me alive, you can donate my body as a surrogate. Like, what is that going to be next? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I start looking at your face, and you're looking at me like, "What the hell is she saying?" And I'm watching you. I'm I'm watching you under like absorb what it is I'm saying to you. <laughs> as soon as you. <laughs> Well, this guy, <laughs> I don't think he's, he's trying to run a, a, a legitimate surrogate business. No, no, I think no. He, he's was an to, he was just going around dipping his wick and everything that he thought he could get away with. 100%. But I'm thinking to myself, I mean, aside from this guy, deserve, I mean, this guy deserves to die roaring. I get it 100%. But I'm thinking about these crazy people that are out there saying all these different things like is that going to be a box that i'm going to have to check on my license like my don't my, you could use my body as a vessel to carry <laughs> i mean i know it sounds crazy but i would have never thought gender identity was going to be an issue and now right. people are promoting it right you know not knowing what you are so i mean but what's going to be what's going to be next i mean this is this broke my heart when i saw this i mean here this poor woman is just absolutely helpless yeah. oh my god it's it's like children i don't know i'm not going down that hole i didn't mean to go down no, that road it's anymore. okay no it's it's interesting just because we were um we've kind of you know we talk about a lot of things and we're like oh we should talk about this uh and the next one and uh, we should talk about oh this one would be good and um like the box of chocolates with, with yes and we have not explained all of we haven't explained all of the all of the the boxes so i'm gonna have to cut up and i'm gonna cut up all the cutting room floor stuff so he's not sure if you need me to explain it there's this box of chocolates and it says the perfect valentine's day gift and inside it is very very neatly placed a gigantic vibrator in the middle of all the dark chocolates milk chocolates and caramels <laughs> and it says the perfect valentine's day gift if she doesn't like the chocolates she can go fuck herself <laughs> Something tells me she's gonna hate the chocolates <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny, and I love how they have like that whole you know urban vibe going with it. It made me laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just so smooth, right? I mean, oh I absolutely. Right now, like a white guy didn't put that together, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's just got all like it's just it's just done so well. Yeah. Anyway, it, it is done <laughs> well. Maybe not a straight guy. I don't know. It was done what? very, and maybe not a straight guy because it was done just maybe so not, well. You know what? You're right. Maybe not. You know, like I, I think guys could enjoy that too, right? Oh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you got me thinking, O'Malley. Like I said, boys, she's single. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm die. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, 
need anyway talking of so coming from a um someone that doesn't have to deal with this um holiday um firsthand because i just cringe at the thought um you know it's what less we're at less than a month away we've got you know, no football this weekend because Tom Brady is going back to the Super Bowl, which I just might have to drop a little music in right about here. <laughs> and then there's <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then there's gonna be um, you know, the game, you know, and that's that's one of those kind of like when we talk about with boxing before, like people would gather around, regardless if you were into it or not. There's gonna be a lot of people who, you know, um go to these these uh Super Bowl parties or you know, whatever. And um and then soon after that is you know, Valentine's Day, people have to start thinking about it. And people are just getting their bills from Christmas if they if they didn't plan for Christmas. Hmm? People really get crazy with Valentine's Day. I've I've never Yeah, so it's not a, it's not a thing in our house. Like we'll do something, you know, we'll um we got val we got engaged in February, February twenty-third, nineteen ninety-seven. You know, but like, I didn't think of it as a Valentine's Day gift at all. Right. I, I mean, we were, we, I really, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. That's not a big thing for us. So we'll take the kids and my sister's kids and we'll do hibachi because my mother would, you know, want to do something with the kids because she doesn't want to be alone because my dad passed away. So maybe for my mom's age, you know, the people in their 70s, it's a little bit more like of a romantic thing. But we go to dinner all the time. Or we'll, you know, we'll, we'll find time during the week to do stuff with each other. But I, um, Valentine's Day is just not a big thing in our house. So Hallmark can shut it. Right. And there are a lot of people who, who are, you know, definitely like us that just kind of, you know, see it for whatever it is and, you know, move on. But there's a lot of bizarre anxiety and stress and expectations that come from, you know, getting the the best you know getting the the you know the most flowers delivered and you know just little things that happen and then guys get stressed out and then valentine's day or, or whenever around that time gets turned into you know he must not love me because he only got me x amount and it's like oh my god what are these people that picture of the chocolates with this and I realized I left it up on my screen and I can't take anything serious yeah. <laughs> on my screen. So I'm sorry if I got distracted, but she got distracted by No, you're absolutely her. right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm looking and I'm saying, you know what? This thing's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> um you're absolutely right. People people uh, there's a lot of people out there that are very insecure and it's it's sad because they shouldn't be. They should what they should be doing is buying themselves what they want, wrapping it up and saying, this is what I want. <laughs> right. And the thing is, it's not supposed to be like a second, you know, like a, a, you know, if you've been together for a while, you just celebrate Christmas. Um, hopefully for the guy, your birthday hasn't come between Christmas and Valentine's right. Day. Unlike my daughter's who's right beforehand. So <laughs> her boyfriend gets stuck with the, uh, the the gift for that and then you know do valentine's day but there are just a lot of women that you know really get focused about 
making sure it gets delivered to the office so everybody can see. They want to make sure it's this. If he only got the small one, you know, they go online, they check, they know how much, you know. Don't get the small one. <laughs> when in doubt, don't get the small one. Well, that's the thing. And like, <laughs> why, why, you know, is, you know, back before Instagram and Facebook and everything, I would be around, you know, women in my neighborhood and, you know, I, there's this woman who lived across the street and she came out and she was just like, that son of a bitch, he only got me this and that. And you know, she was just, she was really, really upset and I didn't want this and he didn't even care or whatever. And then, you know, the next day he made it all right. He, you know, got berated and totally you know trashed and then he went and bought you know exchanged everything and bought exactly what she wanted which was over the top and then it was oh isn't he lovely isn't he wonderful oh my god i'm like you talk about him badly like every other week right like every other week he's an asshole and then you know when he gives you something he's the greatest guy in the world you know could you imagine i, I mean I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. You know, dump on people who. I. I just think that. They have to take a step back and hear how ridiculous they sound, right? I don't think they do. I think they they get like their brain gets like stuck on this sort of like tread treadmill of thoughts, and they can't quite get off like a, a hamster wheel type thing. And I think it was bad back then, but I think now, like I wonder if it's if it's about being able to brag plus the, like the Instagram post, you know, so many people, they, they schedule their lives around that perfect picture, that perfect everything. Have you been with someone who you've been at an event and their Instagram story from the night or the pictures that they posted um, from that night gave you a completely different view oh my gosh i see it with my kids when they i pick up from a birthday party right yeah i'll have my 14 year old and three of his friends and when i get to the party i'm not going up to the door i got all these kids in the car you guys well you guys can go get you know go get your brother and tell him and not to dilly dally because i just want to get home right my 14 year old and three of his buddies will hop out of the car and then they'll start you know roughhousing out in the grass which is fine with me just when the kid comes in then everybody gets in the car pictures get taken this that and the other thing my kid gets in the car everybody gets in the car and then the next day somebody will have left the party two minutes before I got there but the Instagram pictures look like they went on to have a football game and the kid that left two minutes before me is hysterically upset because he thinks he missed out on all the fun right you know more people came why did I have to leave look well like even the older kids were there they had a football game and I'm like that's not what happened at all if you would have you know that you would actually hear me screaming in the background on the Instagram pictures Get like you know like, <laughs> so it's it's not real none of it's real it's all just what was captured at the moment and what they how they could make it look like here it looks like all these kids were having a blast on this kid's birthday party after that kid left and it's completely untrue so I agree 100 percent. yeah it's it's really weird and I think um 
you know, for the, you know, for the young ladies or the, you know, even the young men who really get into this and thinking that somehow your, your love is going to, the amount the person loves you is going to be proved on the state, you know, like, you know, dial it back a little bit, like chill out, you know, maybe not make it about, you know, making them spend their entire paycheck and not making them miserable because, you know, if you like them and you want them to like, you know, and, and you want them to show how much they like you or love you, uh, try not making their life miserable. That would be a good start. <laughs> what would be an appropriate gift? Like if you had, if someone said to you, listen, I got It's Valentine's day. We've been together a couple of years. I got, I got to get her something. What's, what's a good, what's a good gift to get? For me, and of course, I'm not the typical person. Um, for me, it would be probably tickets to go somewhere with that, that person. Night? It could be that night. It could be three months later. I, it would not have to be that night. And That's we could. What people expect. They I, want to be could, able to say that they did something that night. Well, so I don't even know if I'd have to be like, I, I just think flowers are such a waste. I think that instant gratification has been such a letdown in my, in my life. <laughs> this is the maturity part. This is the other side of, of things and knowing how instant gratification is sometimes the worst way to get rewarded for something because it ends up just being so weak and so frail. And so uh, it just didn't last or whatever. Um, that yeah no for me it would be someone thought about oh this is the game she wants to go to and you know you know not nothing crazy nothing you know putting someone over a, on a budget but I think that's you know or the, you know like I like Irish punk music big shocker right so right. like oh Floggy Molly is going to be in town in two weeks and you know I got us you know tickets and so we're going to you, you feel bad that next night day saying but what did you do last night like do you think anybody is going to like do you think people are more upset when they have to say oh I did nothing that night oh well what did you get oh I got tickets to that like do you think they get more upset that they didn't they don't have an actual thing to say they did I think other people get upset and I, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, right. Other, I, that's the, and that's the, sh I would really care. Right. And that's the shame of it is that they, I think if you are looking at someone and you know what they want, if you know, like what you can do to, to make something special, um, and you can, and you can do that, but doing all the generic stuff just to do it, like who needs a five foot tall teddy bear at the oh. age of 23? What 23-year-old woman needs a five-foot-tall teddy bear? I don't know. And I don't know what women would want to get engaged on Valentine's Day. I would rather walk. I would rather go and get engaged on February 12th. And then when all my friends are sitting around having a cocktail party before they go to their fabulous places that they're going to on Valentine's Day, I'd like to walk in early that morning and be like, look what I got. <laughs> like everybody know I got it before. You only, you only want to do that because you like, you enjoy the chaos. And <laughs> you know, like I was, I, I don't remember who I was telling, but I was saying, if you get engaged, please don't do it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Please do it a week before. Because, yeah. Or don't do it on Thanksgiving because whoever cooked 
slaved over something all day. And the last thing they want is you coming in with your diamond on your finger, stealing their thunder. They want that bird to get all the hype that it deserves. <laughs> you know, like I think you have to get engaged the week before a holiday of any kind, because this way you have your day and you're not taking anybody else's day. Same thing with announcing that you're pregnant. You can't walk into somebody's, you know, you can't walk into somebody else's function. Like it's, um, it's, um, well, well, you know, it's O'Malley's graduation party. And when you get there 20 minutes in, be like, I'm pregnant. You can't do that. Like, I think that is something that every, every girl needs to know. Every guy, forget every girl, every guy needs to know that because I swear to God, they are, they are the damage control. Don't you think guys are the damage control? Because I think women get crazy. Men are stupid. Women are crazy. It's just, it's just a fact. So I think the man has to do damage control. So for every guy out there, if you're listening, take it from, from me. Don't give, don't get engaged on a holiday. Don't get engaged on a holiday. Do it the week before. That way nobody can say that or, you're or nowhere near a holiday. <laughs> Just but before it, because then yeah. no one can say your girl stole anybody else's thunder. Right. Don't ever allow her to go into a party and say anything like, you know, don't walk into somebody else's event saying I'm engaged. Don't walk into somebody else's function saying I'm pregnant. Because, you know, it'll just start a fight. It's just going to start a fight. Someone is going to be saying that they, um, you know, they stole that person's thunder. And, and, it's, and it's not, especially sisters. They'll be at war with each other. And then the guys left standing there like, well, what am I supposed to do? I got to keep the family together. Right. So if you, if you heard me say it and you choose to go in a completely opposite direction, I have no pity for you. <laughs> just I'm just putting that out there. I'm telling you right now. I just saved you a ton of fights in the future. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, there was one last thing I was gonna bring up. Um, after the Valentine's Day and after the uh, you know the engagement and and what have you, and then and then other events come up and the <laughs> gender reveal. Let's just talk about gender all you the know, way. I love them. I do. I really, I really genuinely do. I love the idea of a gender. I think, I think it's crazy and out of sorts because like to your point before, everybody's got to post their shit online. Like if they didn't do it, you wouldn't know about it. Right. I mean, don't you kind of feel like if everybody didn't post it? Cause I think if you, if it was just an isolated to a backyard family, you wouldn't even know about it. Or, yeah, or something like it doesn't have to be like balloons. It could be something, you know, different. Like people have been doing this for, for a bit. Um, I wish I knew about it. I would have shot large with a paintball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this you is know? the, this is the thing. At the same time in our, in, in this, in this moment in time, gender reveals are becoming bigger and bigger and bigger at the exact same time, we're not allowed to identify our oh, babies yeah. with yeah. gender. Oh. Do you see how this is I, like people yes. are going off? 
in two different directions. And I just find I'm amused by it all. Like, I'm, you're absolutely, I just, I I just find it to be so funny, because people are talking about and you know, we did, you know, at the beginning, just because of the Kate Hudson thing, like, people are talking about genders, and how, you know, some people feel it's not allowed to, you can't tell your child that was born with a uterus that she's a that that child's a girl and I'm like okay well are they telling their kids they're not a boy versus a girl or are they just not forcing dolls on girls and well that's the thing is Kate Hudson she didn't come off as crazy as the people reacting like her her reaction was you know, somebody asked her a specific question about, you know, raising the daughter to be like a certain way. And she was like, well, you know, I don't even know, like right now she's, you know, it's really fun to dress her in girl clothes. And she was saying she, her, all of this, my daughter, she was saying like, you know, some of the stuff seems like over the top, but that's probably taste wise, you know, like some of the stuff I got for my daughter was like, you know, ruffles upon ruffles upon ruffles, like, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like the kid needs to breathe. So I can get that. But you know, she was like, she's super feminine and her baby's like, you know, she's talking about how her baby is doing like the Vogue thing. And everyone who's been around the baby is like, she's just so, you know, she's doing things that like her two sons, you know, weren't doing. And she says, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to tell her she's going to go down this road. Like, I'm not going to be like, you have to dance or you have to, you know, but it's like the world like takes that. And the people who who want her to take it further are upset that she is even calling her, her daughter, uh, her. And then on the other side, we've got gender reveals going off and it's just the two, the, the worlds that collide. And I'm like, this is just a weird, a weird world. Well, there is one thing to close that did happen and we, like it and it kind of fits with everything else that we've been talking about and it has to do with mrs roper oh the mrs roper march yes did you read read what they put out this is what it said underneath their header friends last year's mrs no excuse me friends last year's roper romp was so much fun that we feel compelled to gather our wigs mumus and pearls once again this year will return to atomic liquors as they have the chutzpah necessary to handle our thunder. We applaud those of you wishing to go full furly. It takes all kinds. What else? Spread the word, bring a friend. You can never have too many co-conspirators. See you on October 20th. I want to go next October. Yes. I say you and I pack our bags, head out west, and go to the next Roper Romp. Now, do you want to go out west or do you want us to be like the representatives on the East Coast doing this? Like, would I it be, wanna, should I be? I want, I, I want to wear my pearls and oh, I want to oh, put oh, on pearls. my wig. I want my heels on and I want to go dress up as Mrs. Roper from Three's Company. Yeah. Favorite of TV shows of all time. And I want to go to the Roper Romp. I okay. want, I want to go, I want my husband to do it. Oh, wow. Yes. He's I want to get as many people as I can to go to the Roper Rump. 
doesn't that sound like it's, it sounds great like i would love it it would be uh you know if we went to the rover romp it'd obviously be nice for me because it'd be like oh i get to go i get to go home for a little bit but i my my thinking about it is i want this to become something that people look forward to and that we know here that it gets so big that we decide not to jump on a plane but we like you know head spearhead like you know have our own group of people and you know work with you know arturos maybe <laughs> he started arturos i don't know we could start somewhere and you know do kind of a pub crawl or something but yeah, I was just wondering, kind of like, oh, let's put this out there. We really, really, you know, want to to um, do this Roper March. And if it means us going out west to do it, that'd be great. But I don't know. It'd be something kind of cool to get a lot of people here uh, involved. I don't know. It just I seems like a lot of fun. I just, I just think that any opportunity to go out, not, that is just, she was like one of the most positive role models on tv because she she knew everything and she accepted everybody for it and she just wanted to have a good time and love everybody and she dressed differently than everybody and she was so confident in it and she knew that her husband was a total drip but she loved him and she didn't make any bones about it and she would you know pick on him for the things that made him stanley but i just absolutely loved her and I, I think any place you can go that celebrates a person that's that positive and that motivated to make everybody else around them happy is someplace I have to be. Right. Right. Well, now that's our that's our goal. We we're going to be doing the Roper March either there or we're going to make it so big it's going to be here. But that's that's going to be the woman, uh, oh, you know, event. That's, oh, that's really a roper romp. Come on, how how much fun would that be? That's kind of what I'm hoping for. I mean, I'm a stool league. You're, like I said before, married to the largest stool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, we could. Breakfast. Yeah, I. God, wouldn't you just love to see you know Willie and Francis dressed up in moomoos? Za? Oh, I would. Are you kidding? I, I can't. I need to have you know, Za. Feel good. Everybody would feel good because you can't. You can't celebrate somebody like that and not feel good. Right. But I need to see. I need to see Pat. And if I wore it like. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see Pat in a muumu. I need to see Za in a movie. I just need. Definitely right. But doesn't that just sound like a great yeah. experience? Jet ski. We're going could... to start something, O'Malley. You and I are going to start. Yeah. Something. Absolutely. Followers. Anybody who wants to come to the Roper Romp with us, yeah, please DM us and let us know because I would love as as much company as I could get. Oh yeah. So this is kind of our thing. Uh, as the people. details start to emerge about the 2019 one, I'll make sure that it gets posted. Right. Absolutely. But you don't have so. to go as Mrs. Roper. You could go as Mr. Roper, or you could go as Mr. Furley. Yeah. RF. You don't have to just dress up as her. Yeah, I think you could pretty much go as any three's company you could yeah but it's oh it look it up it's the rope we'll have to we'll we'll have to post we the, definitely will the so clips now, of the ropers do you have any reality versus fantasy this week oh <laughs> i do so, i know you do i have one but it's 
It's so bad. <laughs> There's no judgment here. Oh, it's just bad for like, you know, <laughs> just. So, you, bad. you, I you go, because I don't know if I'm going to share. So my fantasy, which I found out was a fan, was, was fantasy, was I lost my sunglasses. So I went and I found an old pair. And they were an old pair of Chanel sunglasses. They're the big round ones that I have had forever. They're just, they're, I love them. They were a fortune that I bought before I had kids and I could, I was working and I just, I spent the money and I absolutely love them. So I put them on and I'm walking to my car, I get in my truck and I'm driving. And I just felt so, I just felt so stylish. And then um, I had, I got a text message so I did the, the very responsible adult driving thing. And I did pull over, but I pulled over obviously because I can't see with my, I can't read with my glasses on. So then I did the old lady thing where I just kind of lifted them and I kind of scrunched up my face to read. And then I realized like the reality is, is that I'm just this, you know, <laughs> mom reading. Like, I was like, oh no, I, that's the whole stylish thing that yeah. you know, chic trendy stylish girl that bought them was the reality was is that i'm just this like you know mom in a sweatshirt and sneakers <laughs> oh, no. that's it, wearing like an old pair of sunglasses <laughs> it, it gives me it gives it me a, so hot. oh amelia it was so hot <laughs> it gives me the vibe like breakfast at tiffany's meet that was my fantasy yes breakfast at tiffany's it's beautiful even though know, she is the most Non put together person in that apartment of hers. Holly Go Lightly is that her name? Yeah, Holly Go Lightly is the most unput together, put together woman ever, and she knows what she wants, but she's also very flighty, and she doesn't, you know, want any of the things that hold her down. So she, if I'm not, it shouldn't be spoilers for anyone, but you know, she obviously gets <laughs> You're a, a movie from this. Yeah. Season. Exactly. Like if it's spoilers and yeah, sorry, <laughs> watch the movie. It's great. <laughs> but the guy, you know, the, the man comes to town and it's like, Hey, she's got stepkids that you know, she's just like, I want, thank you, but no, thank you. I want nothing to do with that life. And she's had, you know, fun and she, she enjoyed her New York city life and I, you know, she's wearing the sunglasses almost all the time. And so that's what I viewed you as. And then... That's what I felt like when I put them on. And then when you were trying to read, I viewed you as the woman she didn't want <laughs> to become. <laughs> that's exactly oh, no. I didn't want to be... I, I do, like, I, lo I love my life. I, I got to be honest, I am very proud of everything. Yeah, they said I am. I'm very, I'm very proud of my kids, my family, everything. But at that moment, I felt so, I just felt so hot when I got into it. Like I was just, it just, it, it put me into a mental place, and I was so not. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so fantasy, and then it was so reality, and it was just like a Mack truck hit me sideways. Like, oops. So it was, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> But like I said, I was, I actually, you know, I think that the me now is just as hot, just in a different way. Like I, I came home and I fixed my toilet. So there you go. Yeah, you texted me and you're like, I just fixed my toilet and my washer. 
and the washing machine. I did. And I, I was like, oh, spin and I fixed it. I mean, <laughs> I needed like, you know, at like with the washing machine, like I needed large to hold, like move it so I can get underneath it and stuff. But um, the toilet was a little bit. He did go to Lowe's and pick up the port I needed, but I texted him. I showed him a picture. Lowe's okay. with his, uh, the craftsman tools. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We love Lowe's. We're big fans of Lowe's. Oh, absolutely. No, I, no. And, you know, that's another thing is with genders, your household, you're married to this tall guy who comes off as, you know, he's very, uh, he has, he does not have a, a sense of, uh, having any sense of, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, insecurities. None. <laughs> definitely but some. in your life, you guys, you, you know, you knew where you best, where your roles were best, like where your strengths oh, were. He was definitely my bride. I love him. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and think about how many men would be offended by that. And yet if they would just relax and chill out, like, you know. There is, there is nothing sexier than somebody who's confident. Male or female, there right. are plenty of there are plenty of females that I think are super sexy. Because look at that girl Katie that works for Barstool. She's so confident and secure in herself. I love her. You know, Gosh, there, and there are a lot of women like that. And I think men sometimes are intimidated by that. But it's I think it does. I don't think it's it's isolated to just one male versus female. I think anybody. I think confident is sexy. Absolutely. So I love the fact that you guys have. I love that you guys have, you know, what you've talked about before is your, you know, your gender, you know, it's, you know, somewhat switched around in, in, in your house. And it doesn't, you don't play the, you know, the, the, all the traditional roles by the traditional people, but it works and nobody would ever question you or nobody would ever question large, but, you know, like you're a perfect example of being perfectly normal people doing perfectly normal things and yet you found the way to use your strengths and it doesn't have to be what society tells you you know like you have to cook and he can't or this or that you know, he's only allowed to touch the grill and you know all of that all of that junk so he definitely yeah. does when i get sarcastic yeah. and i make it and then he gets mad because i'm like oh yeah you've been doing it so long honey so long. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, and I'm you know what i love you remind me sometimes of Marissa Tomei. Oh, really? <laughs> My five-year-old is <laughs> Oh, you're smooth. You're smooth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I love
Thank you. 